Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 98, and today is an exciting episode because we are going to be talking about Janet. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, <laughs> what's so exciting about it? Do you have news for me? No, literally everyone heard that and clicked off already. Nobody's here. I know. No, we're done with Janet for a while. We're going to give her a little break. Um, we did go a little hard. We don't feel bad, but we're just kind of over it. Yes, I am more than, like, I can never hear her name again, and I'd be a happy camper. Honestly, and, like, that video could have been three more hours if we really included everything. Yeah. But, by the way, um, Becca Day has really made much more concise coverage of it and like features all the receipts and stuff. So go check out her TikTok. That's enough about Janet. We do have an actual show. It's uh, a fun one, I think, because Lily has a surprise for me and I don't know what it is, as is how most surprises work. That, that is how they work. I don't even know how to explain it, but you also have some topics? Topic? I have this one TikTok and you probably saw it because it was on our Reddit. It was uh, from our good friend, Michelle, the bartender. Did you click on I it? I didn't click it? on it. So no. Can we start with okay. that? Oh yeah, we surely can. Because here's the thing. Michelle, the bartender, I shit you not, we could make an episode on her every single, like every episode could be about she her. She puts out a lot of content. She does. And she's always saying too much in them. So if you don't remember, Michelle, the bartender is a good old pal of ours. She is queen over sharer on TikTok and we have done whole episode, well not whole episodes, but like 75% episodes yeah. on her. And it was specifically on this one story that she basically just overshared way too much about her husband and then was like, why don't you guys like my husband? This isn't fair. Just for a refresher, it was when she told the story of the time he got drunk and came home at two in the morning with a random guy from the bar. Then she found out that potentially that guy that he brought home was part of a group of robbers that were like casing the house. Then she followed up by doing a full security system tour when she got that installed like a week later and not just like, oh my God, look at it, I got security cameras. You guys, every detail. Every single one. The only thing she didn't share was the code. She almost did, but she didn't have enough time. You know, TikTok cuts people off. No, I think that the reason why people got like extra frustrated about it was because she has a kid. It was such an unsafe situation. And also it was kind of a situation where it's like, you shared something with the internet. People had an opinion on it, which was that your husband probably needs help with alcoholism. And also you need to stop sharing so much because it could actually put your family in danger. And she got like mad about that and like very defensive of it. She tries to play both sides. Like she wants to vent to people and be like, oh my God, does my husband suck? But then when they're like, yeah, your husband sucks. She's like, how dare you? And honestly, low-key relatable. Like, I feel like people do that sometimes in life. Like, I'll tell my mom something, and as soon as she just, like, goes in a little bit too much, I'm like, well, not too much now, girl. Okay, back off. Like, I can say it. You can't. Yeah, like, that's a pretty relatable feeling. So I don't even fault her necessarily for that, but it's kind of a whole different world when we're talking about influencers because it's, like, so many people are seeing it. And we're talking, like, she shares her work schedule and still currently does. That's what I was going to say. The reason that was, in particular, kind of a big deal is because she was really complaining about, like, her husband's 
carelessness being a threat to like her safety and her child's safety. But then she like turns around and is like, this is where I'm working. These are the days I'm working. Come hang out with me. And I get the sentiment, right? It's like in her last job, she brought in a lot of customers and I'm sure that gave her like kind of a leg up in her business or company or whatever, like just being a bartender there. But it's too dangerous. And especially you have kids, like just don't do it. The benefit doesn't outweigh the negatives of telling people what your work schedule is. And I get like not being fully aware of your following like as you get it like really not being able to quantify that that many people are following you means that those are real people following you and that that is dangerous but I feel like she's to a point where she needs to figure out how to quantify that and realize that it's a real number yeah I mean I literally will not even post about where I'm at currently so like I used to before I had kids and all that shit and before I was really aware of how dangerous the internet could be because I kind of just didn't care about anything at that time but like I would share where I was. I would put like the menu. If we were at IPIC, I would share my drinks and I would show that I'm at IPIC. Yeah, people don't know like exactly which one I'm at, but they could probably figure it out. And I don't even do that anymore. I will not post a menu picture of any surrounding while I'm actually there. It would be like an afterthought because it's just, I don't know, you never know. But anyway, so this was posted to our Reddit and when I clicked on it, I mean, this is not nearly as bad as her story time with her husband, but I found it interesting because she is someone that has always done like customer skits that's always been a part of her content. She's always like done reenactments of like drunk interactions and stuff. I feel like there's a fine line between that and then just like making fun of a customer. And it's, well, I don't even know if this person would be considered a customer. You'll see what I mean. Okay, let's just watch. <laughs> Normally I don't call people out in this way because I don't want them to come back up and like know that I was talking about them. But in this case, I really don't care because this woman that I'm about to tell you does not ever order anything from us and she's never tipped us. And I'm not lying, every single night that I have worked, she has come in. The first night that I met her was my first day. I walk up to her and I'm like, hey, what would you like? And she's like, hmm, I'm thinking. I was like, okay, well, let me know when you're ready. I'll come back to you. I come back to her. She goes, I'll just take a water. I'm like, okay. And the other bartender was like, we call that girl crazy water bitch. <laughs> I was like, such a quick turn. <laughs> you know what that's giving? That is giving Coyote Ugly. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, but I don't. When they order water, they like literally grab the hose and say, do we serve water at this bar? And then oh, they say no, and then they yes, spray yes. them. And then she sprayed the firefighter and it was this whole thing. So that's what this is giving. Like perhaps she's parched, but let's continue. She never orders anything but water and she never tips us. She comes here to prey on men. I said, well, has she ever gone home with any of them? She said sometimes and we never see that guy again. What? One of the other bartenders was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she like takes dudes home and like hides them in her basement or something. What? First of all, we're not gonna glaze past that. Michelle, you need to reel it back in. What do you mean? I saw that and I was like, are you like an accessory to crime? Or like, you're like a witness that fails to report this? Or are you being serious? Or is this just like a little haha -ha joke? I never know with her. And then too, if you're speaking about a real customer and you actually have some concern, ma'am, you need to call the police. Like, this is not like, why are you telling us for? Again, she needs a diary, but I've said that many times before. Like she needs a pencil and a paper. Or just like a friend to talk to. I guess I just also like, wait, does she, where, she's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, she tells you even the intersection she's at. Oh, and perfect. she's wearing the like name of the bar she works at. So in case you were wondering that. Well, I was gonna ask, like, I don't know that area, obviously, 
obviously, but is it like the same people come into the bar every night? Like, could you even make the assumption that it's like, I've never seen that guy again? Like, yeah, could it not have been a tourist? Like, I feel like rally yeah, is like a pretty like, big. It's just know. kind of like a, a jump of like, oh, that's a kind of an extreme joke, but okay. Maybe you And guys, again, if she's making the joke about a real person from what she's saying. This is not like a fictitious person. This is a real person that comes every single time she works, which is a few times a week. So like, you're gonna see this bitch tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm saying more like, if it's like a behind the scenes joke, like between the bartenders and they're like, oh, she got another one. And they're like right. kidding. I mean, it's kind of weird, but like, sure. But yeah, keep that to yourself maybe. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a good point because I used to work at like Polar Ralph Lauren and yeah, you joke about shit that you would never like say publicly or yeah. let alone to a huge ass audience. So like- of millions, yeah. Yeah, there's a way to have like inside jokes that maybe even they're cruel. We'll say that. Maybe some inside jokes are cruel. Don't say it out loud to other, we're not in the inside. Like we're not, we don't work there. Maybe you like uh, have to like go through a checklist. It's like, will this get me in trouble? Will this? Uh... But isn't that the common thread with her? It's just like, she doesn't have that filter. She's just like, yeah, no, she yep, doesn't I'm gonna have say the it. checklist at all. The checklist is like, I thought it. And now I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> gone home with any of them? She said sometimes, and we never see that guy again. What? One of the other bartenders was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she like takes dudes home and like hides them in her basement or something. What? One time she left her phone up on the bar and I get it because, and I look at like the, the picture, you know how normally it's a picture of your dog or your kid or your like nephew or you and your family or you and your husband or something. This picture was of her standing in a dressing room with this face like this. Am I missing something? Why is that bad? It's a little weird, but I, also why are you looking at this person's phone? I'm guessing it's someone taking like a mirror selfie that they probably thought she looked good in. And she's like, look at this weird ass bitch with this picture of herself. The lady's like, well, I thought I looked great. I don't know. Like it's giving, you just don't think she looks good in the picture, but she obviously did. And that's why it's her wallpaper. I mean, I get, it's a bit odd. Like, do you, have you ever made your wallpaper yourself? Of course. I'm a Leo. <laughs> Not since I had children, but before. Yeah, and like, Leo. mine is like, I, I don't even, what is mine? It's like a, like a photo I took. Oh, that makes sense. Well, yeah, I think when I was younger, especially in the early days of having a phone and stuff, now it's my daughter and it's always been my kids or my husband or something. That's the thing. It's like, I get what she's saying, but why are you telling everyone? And why is this like, I don't know. I don't see that as weird. I'm just like, she thought she ate that picture up enough yeah, that she put it like, as her wallpaper. Sure. And not you admitting to like getting her phone and not looking through it but like that's what i think peep. is weird she's like and then i guessed her passcode and then i looked at all of her text messages the fact that she's admitting this and that she's willing to be like so invasive and judgy to customers alone is like a problem for not a good story like this video is almost over what else is she gonna say it's like oh my god it's crazy water bitch you guys i don't think she's on the spectrum or anything like that i just it's just a strange thing but yeah that was it. That's it. That's her whole story. It really needed to be said, did it not? Uh, that ending. So I'm going to say this right now. I understand that a lot of people on the spectrum of autism is what she's referring to have some social cue issues or they'll have some social issues in general, right? But I'm sick and fucking tired of everyone thinking that anyone that's quote unquote a little weird is like, 
are they on the spectrum? Like, it bothers me to no end. They are a bit too comfortable saying it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, literally, why did you just say that out loud? Like, that should have stayed in your brain. Also, how did we just go from like, this is like a potential murderer to like, this person's on the spectrum because they take weird dressing room pictures and put them as their background. Like, I'm so confused at what the point of this was. There's multiple problematic things about this. She orders water at the bar. Big fucking deal. Okay, there may be some people that think that she should tip even if she's ordering water. I don't even know that that I'm one of those people. I mean, would I do it if I'm going every night? Maybe a couple bucks here and there. But it's supposed to be a free amenity, is it not? Like water is water. That honestly wouldn't even occur to me. I guess I wouldn't be routinely going to a bar and ordering water. Like, is she going alone? Yeah, she's going alone. And she's quote unquote preying on men, which to me, I'm like, okay. What if she's a loner? Obviously, I'm gathering that from her like wallpaper too, right? So she doesn't have like any close family or children or something, allegedly. She's going to socialize. Yeah, she's maybe going to socialize and maybe she's like sober and she doesn't drink and maybe she doesn't drink soda either. I don't fucking know. Like, why can't someone go? This is not Coyote Ugly. You could sit at a bar, drink water. I honestly feel like bars have the most disgusting water ever. It always tastes like hot ass toilet water, but like, you know, you do. I don't really drink water anyway, but like I would get a Dr. Pepper and then I would like, yes, I would tip because I'm paying. If I was going to a bar, for example, with friends and just got a water, like I wouldn't think to tip them. But also that wouldn't be a regular thing that I would be doing. So if I was going into the same place every day and never spending any money, I think it would probably occur to me that that's a little odd. Yeah, yeah. I could see working there. And if she only comes and orders water and never spends money, I could see that being annoying. Like I could, yeah, for sure. I could see that as being the worker and being like, okay. But again, this is never something that should be on social media. And I think that she takes the like approval of her drunken reenactments or the things that she's done in the past, like the drunk tab thing where she's trying to like make out what people were trying to tip because they were so drunk they couldn't even write it right. Like I think she mistakes the approval of that and then applies it to like all these story times of like, this is bashing a customer. Like that's literally what this is. Well, not a customer. She doesn't spend money, but I don't fucking know, a patron. Again, I'm just so confused at like, what was the point of the story? Like this isn't even a story. Like these are a few unrelated weird observations and you being judgy and then expecting people to be like, And then you're seeing her in the freaking caption. She puts the nickname, quote unquote, crazy water bitch already given to her before I started working at Uncle Jesse's. So she puts the business name in there. A lot of people were really pissed. And in response, there's no shortage of comments. They're saying, you're getting fired, fired. Sometimes, girl, you just need to keep your thoughts to yourself. I think we've established by now. She cannot. She cannot do that. I just, there's so many different aspects to this story that are unrelated and unnecessary to share. Yeah, I think the overwhelming sentiment is people saying they wouldn't tip if they just got water at a bar. And again, I agree with that because I don't think I would either, especially like we said, if it's one off, like you're just passing by. That's, I think, the, the difference here that they want her to because she's coming all the time, I guess. And like, yeah, that's a little strange. Oh, someone said, I go to the same bar every week to line dance and only ever get water. Now I'm wondering if the bartenders have a nickname for me. If there's like activities to do there, I feel like it would be, I don't know. I feel like we're reading way too much into this very pointless story that did not need to be shared. Yeah. So basically now either people are saying, oh my God, this lady's crazy. Like this is going to be a true crime story and reading way too much into it again, kind of like we are. Or they're saying, why did you say this? And then now why is it on Do We Know Them? I think that that's why people are probably reading into it because you're like, well, why would you say this? Right, there has to be something to it. Yeah, but it's like, I don't think there is anything to it at all. It's just her not knowing when to stop oversharing. I know that the bar like hired her, not because 
of her social media following, but they were well aware of her social media following. Like oh, they helped, posted sure. about her and they were so excited to have her work for them. So like, I know they knew what they were getting into when they did that, but I don't know how a business owner could be like, yeah, this is, yeah, you slayed with that. I'll go say right now, I highly doubt they like went on a deep dive through her TikTok and actually understand the full scope of what she posts. They probably saw that she has a bunch of followers, saw the general kind of content she did and they were like, cha-ching, let's do Maybe, it. Maybe, but how would they be okay with this? Because this seems like way crossing a line as a bartender. I mean, I, I agree, but I also feel like it's not gonna hurt their business. When I first started Vine, I was working at a laser hair removal spa. I had to wear scrubs, okay? So like most of my early, early Vines, I had scrubs on. Jesse, the medical professional. Literally, people had no idea what I did. I'm like, well, I just work front desk and get screamed at because people are pissed. But yeah, they had the logo on the scrubs. And I'll never forget when I started gaining popularity, my boss came for me and was like, uh, no, you need to take this, this and that down. Like they were really on my ass. I said nothing about the business, nothing about customers. It was just me vining while I had that on. And it wasn't like, well, I mean, I was, you know, I curse and stuff like that. Like it wasn't like, yeah, but it reflects on the business. So that's what they're thinking of. But I think at a bar, it's kind of like not as much of a image thing, you know? That makes sense, yeah. So I don't know, I guess I just see her like saying this story about a customer talking about how the bartenders all talk shit and call her a crazy water bitch, which is like quite a harsh nickname. And like, she's wearing the logo of the company on her shirt, like, yeah. When did she post this? She posted this today, I think. Maybe they just haven't scolded her yet. I think they've seen it. I would assume that this would like warrant like a talking to and not even necessarily, like, this is your first warning. I think it's more like a, <laughs> don't post stuff like that. Because then customers are going to feel self-conscious when they come thinking they're going to be another story time. Like that's not the route you want to go down. But anyway, that's the brief Michelle uh, update. That's what she's been up to. Oversharing as always. Love to see it. Sorry to interrupt. You know the drill. The podcast is cursed. There's always an update after we film. That's why I'm here. Michelle the bartender has uploaded an update to TikTok and we're going to watch it and process it together. Deal? I've gotten several comments on my recent video saying we're just going to ignore the comments in that last video. I'm not ignoring them. I'm just choosing to not let it get to me. I was not coming from a bad place by saying the spectrum thing. I was trying to anticipate the fact that everybody would be like, oh, maybe she's on the spectrum because I'm not trying to make fun of anybody that I think, if I thought she actually was, I wouldn't. Okay, so I'm not so sure about this logic because I feel like as an influencer, you're gonna get crazy out of pocket comments that come out of left field and feel super off base. And that happens, you know, fairly often. To alter the things that you say to tailor and like anticipate what people are gonna say is a huge mistake as a creator. Stay true to yourself, your morals, everything that you believe in and leave all the other shit to just exist on its own. Because I feel like you trying to anticipate people's random diagnosing through the internet which is not appropriate anyway, led to you being a little bit insensitive towards a neurodivergent community. So yeah, just learn from it. Don't tailor the shit that you say to what people think. But yeah, I mean, I don't think this is like the worst offense ever. I think it's like, just learn from it. Don't change the things you're talking about because you're trying to anticipate hate comments. I just think that's a mistake. People love the bar like stories and the bar like drama. So there's nothing wrong with going to the bar and just drinking water or soda water with lime or whatever you, there's nothing wrong with that at all. If you think that that video was about that, you missed the point. The Would it be overstepping a boundary if I ask what 
the point was? Because I'm pretty sure everyone is wondering. The story was not incredibly interesting. I mean, despite you trying to like paint this woman as some sort of murderer, which I'll admit was kind of a crazy story arc, it really made no sense. There wasn't a point to it. It could have easily gone unposted and I don't think the world would have been necessarily missing out. As someone who used to do story times myself, I realized that a lot of the shit that I said was just sensationalizing nothing. It was finding tits on an ant. That's what a lot of story times are. And although I do believe that if you change names and remove all identifying features, I think that it could be harmless relatively, you doing so in a professional environment where you are bound to see this person again is what is actually problematic about it. So her being like, you guys didn't get the point. What was the point? I'm so confused. The only reason I mentioned that was because she's not like coming in and spending a, a like money. Y'all don't know the half of it. It's hard to explain unless you see it for yourself. It's just strange. That's all I'm saying. Here, Michelle comes again with her defensiveness of people's opinions when she is the one who put this all out for people to have an opinion on in the first place. This is my main issue with her. It's like, girl, you could have left all of this unsaid and then guess what? Nobody would have had a thing to say about it. Then I find out last night after we closed that she came in a couple of days ago and ordered a White Claw and tipped 100%. So I did not know that before I posted the video. She's just never ordered anything from me ever besides water, okay? All right. What I do find a little bit interesting about this is that in her last post, when she was talking about the crazy water bitch, she actually replied to one of the comments that we reacted to that was saying, oh, you're getting fired, fired. And she said that she showed it to everyone prior to posting it. So if that is true, then why didn't any of your coworkers say, hey, that's funny, but actually she came in recently and ordered a White Claw and tipped 100%. You're saying they all saw it and approved of you posting it. And then when you posted it, just decided to drop the information that she actually is a paying customer. I find that a little hard to believe. All in all, Michelle, Michelle, log out for me as usual, get a diary, do what you need to do. This could have all been nothing. This could have been not a thing, but alas, here we are. I don't even know how to preface this. I like, I feel like I want to have like a little pre-discussion of, um, I'm scared. We've talked about like filming in public before and how it's like increasingly more common now and like how people just like do it really shamelessly and like have people in the background and don't think about it. Are you referencing it or... Addison Rae's cringy dancing before? <sighs> she took the picture with fans because that haunts me every day of my life. Oh yeah, of course. Wait, let me do the TikTok really quick. Yeah, I'll get out of it. No, but I love that one so much. I mean, just as a whole, like how that is, like even like how Tube Girl, there's been a lot of commentary on her or like there was that IHOP one where the girl was like dancing before her food and there's the girl in the background that was like, looked like she wanted to kill everyone. I'm not even joking. I would rather die than do that. What? Film with people in the background? Any of those. Tube Girl, IHOP, any of it. Same. Well, and I know um, I had edited a video for Angelica and she talks about all of them. And I was thinking the whole time and we were texting about it afterwards, how I don't like being perceived in general, much less being one of those people that's like, oh my God, I'm an influencer. Like vlogging in public. Oh my God. When we used to do it for Clever, like I did it because I had people with me and we were even still like, we'd film something and then we'd put the camera down and it's like, oh my God, we're just kidding. <laughs> but no. That makes me so uncomfortable. I filmed a video with my husband. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this channel. Oh, you're handcuffed. The handcuff one, bro. I was sweating, shitting, throwing up. I literally was like losing my mind thinking we were gonna be like arrested or publicly shamed. And he literally just had to be like, nobody 
even knows we're here. That's like how I feel though about like the people that do things just like obnoxious stuff for attention. Nope, couldn't be me, never. Or like, for example, when you were biggest on Vine, like if people asked you what you did, were you like, I'm an influencer? No, you know what I told them? I would say that I was like an editor, like a video editor. See, it's like always kind of like a weird kind of cloak of shame that you're like, oh, I'm like an influencer, but like not one of those influencers because people do give it a bad name because it's like, oh, you're really obnoxious. Well, this girl, I would say, is the reasoning for that. Oh no, am I gonna get secondhand embarrassment because that makes me really uncomfortable and then I get sweats and then I think about it all night. I don't know if it's gonna be as much secondhand embarrassment as much as like, huh? It's like a mix between oversharing too. Okay, okay, let's see because I literally, like even if I watch a movie and someone's getting embarrassed or shamed in it, it just like sweats, like full body oh, well, sweats, I, mean, I can't. She's not embarrassed. <laughs> Well, that's even more embarrassing. I found it because someone else was like, why is no one talking about this? And I was like, ooh, talking about what? <laughs> I kept listening and I was like, ooh, that sounds like a good topic. I don't think I got to the very beginning of it, but I, ha- I got to ones that could have been the beginning. It's like her describing the situation. She just seems to have refilmed similar ones so often that I can't, I can't even tell. Oh, also one other quick question before we watch. Um, have you ever been somewhere where, I guess you don't film in public, so you, you wouldn't, and we wouldn't have experienced this anyway because we have way too much self-awareness, but like, have you ever been somewhere where they like didn't want you to film? In the handcuff video that I just mentioned, I had called ahead to the nail salon because I was like, how funny would it be to get my nails done while I'm handcuffed? And so I called ahead to make sure there was no weirdness. And I was like, hey, I'm filming. Is that okay with you guys? They were like, yeah, for sure. I got there and everyone looked at me like I was an absolute fucking lunatic. As soon as I got the inkling that they had no idea what the fuck I was talking about, I looked at my husband, I was like, take it off right now. Take off the fucking handcuffs right fucking now. Like I could not fathom pushing that any further than that. Like I was not gonna make the nail tech uncomfortable. I was sweating. You know how you walk into a nail salon and everyone turns their head at you anyway. I wanted to die. So no, nobody's asking to like stop filming, but I stopped filming because like I felt like everyone was uncomfortable. Okay, okay. And that's, I'm trying to think otherwise, like I know people like have gotten, like you can't film it like, target at certain places like that. I feel like they kick people out for filming. I guess, what would your stance be on a situation where they normally let people film, but for some reason they didn't want someone to film and they told them they were not allowed to? Uh, I feel like that depends on a lot of things. What's the context of what they're filming? Did they make people feel uncomfortable? Why are they being singled out? Like, I feel like I have a lot of questions about that. And to be honest, I don't know if we ever really get a full answer. But that's the context going into this. So now that I got a glimpse of who you're gonna show me, I don't know this person, but for a second, for a split second, I thought you were gonna talk about Elphaba. Do you know Elphaba? No. Oh my God. You go down the Elphaba rabbit hole, you'll never recover. No, now see, okay. <laughs> she typed in Elphaba and it's Elphaba from Wicked. And the reason why that showed up is because Elphaba is a fan of Wicked and that's why she named herself Elphaba. Interesting. Anyway, she recently had scabies and was kicked out of a Starbucks because the fans called in and said she has scabies and she's still on medication. It's this whole thing. Girl, the rabbit hole is never ending with with Elphaba. We have well, to go down it. Speaking of coffee shops, that's what this involves. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, speaking of scabies, I was like, honestly, I didn't even know no. that was still around. No, not that I'm aware of. Scabies is not a factor <laughs> here, but... um. Okay, I'm ready. She has 8,000 followers, which I'm not here to shame anyone for how many followers they have. I don't really have necessarily a threshold of like, if they have this many followers, they're an influencer. Actually, there is 
an actual scale for that. Is Did you there? Know that? No, I did there not. There is. When mama worked in corporate and I was consulting for people, there's a literal scale for this. She's a micro-influencer. Okay, so just for context, I'm not here to shame anyone and be like, you don't have any followers, you're unimportant. But this is someone that is very much a self-proclaimed influencer, which we'll get to that in a moment. But um, she Already has... Already that sentence makes me want to gag, but okay. That's why I asked earlier if you identify. And I'm like, people I know with millions of followers are like, oh, you know, I do like media. I'm scared of the amount of links you have. Like, what did this woman do? That's the thing. It's like the TikTok that told me about her referenced like over 60 videos about this one situation. And I was like... Excuse me? What? And that's why I looked into it. Let me tell you a little bit about that coffee shop. I discovered this coffee shop back in September. I sit there and I do my work as a social media manager and influencer. I mind my own business and hang out. Sometimes I take pictures of my coffee. The same way I take pictures at other coffee shops, like this amazing coffee shop in Pittsburgh. Like this coffee shop in New York City. Like this coffee shop in California. So I go to this coffee shop today, right? It's in a small city called Jamestown, New York. People in Jamestown, they recognize me because... Oh, so there it shows that she has 477,000 followers. Okay, so you found her personal page, but she actually has a page with over 470,000 followers. And she's like a vegan who posts things about being vegan. Yeah, so the only thing it changes really is that um, it doesn't seem quite as interesting that she refers to herself as an influencer and references being monetized, but still a little much for me. Um, but anyway. I have a large following on social media. That's the goal, that's my job. So I'm sitting in the coffee shop, minding my own business. Before I get to working on my social media management, I snap a video of my coffee and I say, mmm, this is the best. Right as I get done posting to Snapchat, I set my phone down, taking in the coffee. Both of the owners come marching toward me. This couple right here. They're in their 20s. They're younger than me. I'm in my 30s. I also thought that was an interesting thing because this was not the first video I saw. And I had assumed she, her behavior was giving more like 21. But she's in her 30s, apparently. Before I tell you what happens, I want to let you know. This coffee shop is active on social media. And so are their customers. And they should be. They add videos up with customers in the background that they've deleted. Anyway, the couple marches up to me. They have a very concerned look on their face. The husband shakes my hand. They both sit down next to me and they tell me, you can't film in here anymore. No more pictures, no more videos, nothing. And I look at them confused. Okay, is there a reason why? And the husband goes into the detail. Well, we want this to be a quiet, low key environment, laid back. We have people who come here to work and read. I'm not noisy at all. I sit there and mind my own business. I have headphones in. I keep the volume down. As compared to large crowds of people who dine in together, I'm really quiet. Then the wife chimes in, and we also don't want our customers in the background of your videos. Uh, does she say that to the hundreds of teenagers who flood her coffee shop on weekends, posting pictures on Snapchat? Nonetheless, I said, well, what if I'm sitting up against the wall at that couch right over there? There's no customers in the background, and that's usually where I sit. The husband looks at her, and he's like, what do you think? And she said, absolutely not. No more filming. No more cameras. No more pictures. At that point, I decide to just say okay and walk out. And then I think about how I was singled out by these people and how they think that they can apply one rule to me and only to me and not for the rest of their customers. And then I start to think about how I just discovered this place less than two months ago. 
I'm a paying customer, just like the other customers. I add up all the transactions between my debit and credit card. I've spent close to $200 since I became their customer September 23rd. Needless to say, I walked out and I never plan on walking back in that business. And I believe there's something fundamentally wrong with people that have small town syndrome. We don't want our business on social media. You're on social media and I'm stitching your video. Did she say small town syndrome? Jesse, when I tell you that that comes up in almost every video. So here, this is the thing is this video on its own, if she just uploaded this, I'd still think it was a bit much and unnecessary, but she doesn't seem like particularly unhinged here. Like I understand why a business owner would be like, hey, we don't really want this to be like that kind of place or whatever, totally get that. From what I'm seeing right now, does she have a little bit of an attitude? Is she a little bit like rough around the edges? Sure. I don't completely disagree with her. The small man syndrome thing is a little icky and she has some things that I'm like, oh girl, no. But it's not horrible yet. Does it get horrible? Well, I would say it, this veers towards maybe like a, a two on the scale of like unnecessary. Like what number do we end at? <sighs> it's up to you to decide. I'm scared. <laughs> These aren't gonna be like totally in order, but they all basically were posted the next few days. And I don't think the order particularly matters, but um, let's do this one where she talks about the owner being triggered, which this I would say jumps much higher onto the unhinged scale and is like, okay, the owner's triggered because what's going on? Calm down. This video right here was in my drafts and it's an example of videos I would make in this coffee shop. Explain to me why this coffee shop owner is so triggered about the fact I'm sitting by myself, sitting alone, if you scroll all of the videos I've made since mm, September 23rd, my first time ever frequenting this coffee shop, scroll, you'll see when I'm in the coffee shop. I'm minding my own business, sitting by myself. No one's in the background. I'm bothering no one. I don't even say the name of the coffee shop or put my location because honestly, I don't really care to do that. I'm just trying to hang out at a coffee shop like a normal person would. So tell me why this woman is raging. No, we don't want you recording in here anymore, but everyone else can, but not me, right? I won't shut up. I'm telling you, I did nothing wrong. I sat at my chair by myself, minding my own fucking business, didn't talk to anyone. Sometimes I'd go over there with friends. Sometimes I'd see a couple people I knew and say hi, but I would sit there, mind my business, and I want to know why this lady who has come up to me and said, oh, I watch your TikTok, uh, blah, 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 all of our employees watch your TikTok, we like your content, and then a week later, she's like, wait, wait you can't record in here anymore. Why Hold on. She never mentioned that before. You see, she inserts new plot points each time, it feels like, so I'm unsure what the original actual truth is, because the story definitely has some fluctuations. <laughs> what the fuck? I feel like that's a super important part of it, if it had been true for you to mention initially and say, hey, she liked my TikToks and then one day decided she doesn't. Like that seems like a much larger part of the story than anything else. Well, so the TikTok that I found that directed me here basically said that she was told not to record at a coffee shop and then she proceeded to make over 60 videos about this, I would say, one-sided feud. Here's what I found so fucking weird about this besides 
everything. But I was expecting her to add on to the story, the raging, the triggered. I thought that meant that the owner got upset and acted out on social media or bombarded her or harassed her or hired Janet as her lawyer. Like she did something that was fucking out of line. And yet it never came. I'm like, wait, so we're still just talking about the other well first to my knowledge again like i haven't finished going through all of the videos because i there's 60 of them well even how she's just describing it she's saying she's like she's triggered and comes up to me and says stop filming i'm like well that's exactly what you told us before but why are you still talking about it but also the last time she told us it wasn't like angry like now she says that they were raging like i thought you just said they asked you to stop filming like politely (laughs) then what's weird is because i found like i found that other tiktok first and was like oh she made 60 videos so i started scrolling through i couldn't tell which one started it because all the thumbnails pretty much look the same so i just started clicking around and this was one of the first ones i found which then paints a completely different story and veers into like conspiracy theory uh territory this coffee shop owned by a young couple in their 20s saw a video i made on tiktok and it was of a ceiling a drop ceiling in a public bathroom I made a TikTok video saying in a public bathroom waiting for the grudge to drop down on me. Just joking about the ceiling. I didn't say where I was, then show the full bathroom. But the owners of the coffee shop knew where I was. The day after I made that video, the owner's wife, she's younger than me, said, I just want you to know this is a shared space. We share that bathroom. So sometimes things go on that are beyond our control. I'm like, okay, why are you freaking out about the bathroom? Then a couple days later, after I made a video in the coffee shop saying, hmm, this coffee is the best. The two owners, the husband and wife came up to me and they said, you are no longer permitted to record no more filming videos or taking pictures in our coffee shop again. My question is, after all the pictures and videos I took, in their coffee shop for like two months. Why was this the video that set them off? The final video I took was of me going, yum, coffee. Here's the thing, I'm a mystery talker. So when I think something's mysterious and I get curious, I take it to the end, I figure out what the mystery is. And someone today in my live stream pointed out They don't want you in your coffee shop. What are they hiding? If someone doesn't want you recording, what are they hiding? After all, the coffee shop allows other customers to post on social media pictures like this. What is it with this place in their ceilings? I'm just pointing this out. The coffee shop reshares pictures like this from- That's enough. Um, basically, I'm pretty sure she, like, gets to the point where she, like, insinuates that they're part of, like, the mafia or something. Stop. What coffee shop doesn't make advertisements? You wanna hear something funny? Nobody in the city of Jamestown had heard of this coffee shop until I drew attention to it. The only people who have heard of it are tourists. It's only open five hours a day, maybe six hours a day. It's owned by a young couple in their 20s, but the real owner lies on the older Italian man who owns the entire business building, the entire building full of businesses. Listen to this. The coffee shop who doesn't want me to record in their coffee shop and expose their coffee shop. I took it personally when they said that. I felt that they were discriminating against me, so I filed a lawsuit. But then when I did a little bit more research, I realized it's much deeper than that. The coffee shop is part of a business building. And the business building is owned by Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz, 
Center Incorporation. Basically an I Love Lucy museum. So I contacted my friend in tech. I asked, who is the name behind this I Love Lucy museum? And the name goes back to an Italian man. I'm not gonna say his name yet, because I'm still doing a little bit more research. This Italian man is in his 60s, and he owns two, if not more, giant business buildings on that whole block downtown. An accountant's office, a business office, a coffee shop, a screen printing uh, office, and an art store. Now, obviously he doesn't own those businesses, but he owns the buildings that they rent to him from. So, if he's connected to those businesses, and those businesses are related to organized crime, of course they wouldn't want an influencer like me sharing that I'm in their building all the time. What if someone's in the background? The Italian mafia in my city exists. I'll tell another story from when I was in high school. Does she just have a lot of time to think about this experience and then weigh every single thing that's ever happened to her and be like, well, that could have been a contributing factor. You know what it's factor. giving? It's like when you're in an argument with someone and then you're in the shower later and you're like, damn it, I should have said, said this. Yeah, but then she just <laughs> does keep posting it. The narrative just keeps changing. Like she had no idea about the ceiling conspiracy, no idea that they were fans of her TikTok before and then all of a sudden weren't anymore. None of that was relevant or even a thing in her initial video. And all of a sudden it very much is now what i want to ask is there's a lot of comments on this versus the likes what do people have to say this video is a whole lot of talking but nothing is <laughs> oh my god what does the owner's age have to do with it literally how many times is she gonna say they're in their 20s and they're younger than her girl we get it you filmed in the bathroom what did you expect what's hiding in the ceiling so then she has people like guessing like ooh, there's something sketchy up there like oh my god people are speculating that there's a camera in the ceiling if there was you'd think they'd leave it in a gaping hole that's super obvious to everyone are you joking i'm hoping it's like children but anyway this is like a full week after the first post but in between then she ventured down a far different narrative that wasn't a conspiracy as much as a case of discrimination that she needed to get legal help for bro I'm not even joking. I was going to say, you would think she's making a case for discrimination by the way she's talking. Like it very much gives oh, that is. vibe. Discrimination on what? Being an influencer? Lit literally, yes. <laughs> Somebody kill me. Somebody come put me out of my misery. I shit you not. Maybe influencers should be discriminated against. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but honestly, sometimes you got to look out for them. They're kind of crazy. And like, they can be super invasive and intrusive and weird in the way that they deliver things about your business. Like, I would understand being a little tentative when an influencer comes into your business. First, let's listen to her explaining the situation to her mom, because this was such a jarring experience that she obviously had to immediately call her mom after it happened. And she filmed it? Of course. Oh my God. <laughs> She's an influencer. Mom, yeah. you're not going to believe what just happened. What? You know that coffee shop I go to downtown and I sit there for like an hour. Sometimes I make videos. Yeah. The owner came up to me and I think she may have been with her husband. I, I don't know if it was her husband or another manager. I think they were the owners, like husband and wife. And went like, okay, so I went in, I got a coffee sat down I was there for like three minutes and the owners came up to me sat down next to me shook my hand and they said we appreciate your business we don't mind if you come in here to sit and work and drink your coffee but we no longer permit you to film or record in here oh. as a private business we no longer permit you to record in here because it's a becoming it because it's a distraction for our customers 
who are working and reading in a quiet environment. That's so rude of them. I know. It just bought like a $7 coffee and tipped 20%. And the audacity that was so What's 20% of like $7, bitch? Like, don't even. It's giving um Halle Bailey, like, I'm a loyal customer of three weeks. No, when she tallied it all up and it was $190, I'm like, do you know what $190 does nowadays? Absolutely nothing. Like, over months. There's honestly so many icks that I have here, including but not limited to her staring at herself in the camera and doing that grin like, hee <laughs> right? And then her mom literally so confused, but just like supporting her daughter blindly and just being like, um, that's so rude. <laughs> it's like, what? The mom takes a bit more of a stance though when she reveals that she has been singled out. Oh, that's so, I said, well, how, how she, oh, and they specified like if people are in the background. I said, how about if I'm sitting up against the wall, like at that couch, the background is just the wall. And they said, no, we just don't want any filming, no filming whatsoever. I'm like, okay. You're gonna stop going in there for good then? I guess. I, I said, because they, they said- That terrible they did that to you. And they, well, they said other people are in here working. It's a quiet environment. Ray is like, there's a bunch of people yapping next to us anyhow. And I said, well, I'm working too, you know, my content is my work, I'm monetized on social media. And oh. said, well, we understand that and we love your work, but we no longer want you filming in here. I go to Pittsburgh all the time. I'm a regular, I, yeah, I basically live there. I have never had a coffee shop where the owners are there, first of all. Tell me I can't record in there. It's just such a weird small town thing. Yeah, no, her still drinking the coffee. People don't do that, so it's horrible. It's terrible of them. What? Like, why? Why? They're just candy types. I see. Okay. Well, anyway. You want me to pick up the, uh, bring the kids to school tomorrow because I have to get the I'm fucking food. dead. We haven't even gotten to the best parts. Jesus. So this is not to make a judge on anyone's parenting, obviously, but it is just so sad to see parents like just be so spineless like this. And then it obviously like, look at what you kind of create is a child who's just like, why isn't the world my fucking oyster? Like, I don't get it. Like it just, it really is quite disappointing because what it seems like more and more, like increasingly as I watch more videos of her, is that she probably is super fucking annoying in the coffee shop filming. Even if she says, I'm just, it's just me. You seem very irritating, honestly. Someone commented on one of her other TikToks where she does a lot of dancing TikToks in public. Jesus, Addison Ray. Like Addison Ray, but like way worse. Someone commented on one of them and was like, this is probably why people don't want you in their businesses. But judging by um, a lot of her other TikToks, she may have been, you know, participating in something like this. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. For people who are so obsessed with our military, our veterans, our freedom fighters, they get so mad.
when people demonstrate their First Amendment right. Who wants to tell her that filming yourself in public is not the same as free speech? Who wants to tell her she's not in public? She's in a private business. That is a whole other aspect of this, but yeah. She seems to not understand that the business owners can make up the rules. It's giving HRH thinking that the mall is like not a public space. It's like, why don't people understand what's public and private? I'm so confused. Like, haven't you seen those signs? Like we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're fucking annoying, I could see why they would not want you to film. Uh-huh. So, not necessarily like disturbing the public, but like a little distracting, you might say. She's just cringe in general, like kind yeah, of a cringe yeah. influencer. There's a lot of those kind of videos though. Someone commented and said, do you understand that businesses are not open to entertain your endless nonsense? And this is her response. Found my small town and made a bunch of little videos in the general public. Some of these videos were outdoors. Some of these videos were inside of businesses available to the general public. Hi, my name is she totally is giving HRH like you don't understand the difference between public and private. Not her introducing herself after that. Hi, I'm just like, girl, those businesses are open to the general public for paying customers. And as long as those business owners say that you're allowed to be there, basically, like they they could set pretty much any rules as long as it's not like you're not discriminating against someone's sexuality or disability or anything like that. But saying I don't want you to film here like no that's allowed i just i'm so confused this is so embarrassing we'll get to the next one which will be about the discrimination but literally they discriminated against her career today i went around my small town and made a bunch of little videos in the general public some of these videos were outdoors some of these videos were inside of businesses available to the general public hi my name is adrielle sigler I'm an influencer in a really small town where everyone knows everyone, except I just moved here last year, so I actually don't know anyone. But they all know me because my social media has 20 times the population of our small city. Since my social media has been growing, I've decided to make a living off of it. And since my social media has been growing, the people who live in my small town are upset with this. And so they find every video I make controversial. If we were to go on the snap map of the small oh city my I live God. in, Jamestown, New York, you'd see that the community is fairly active on social media. So if you haven't um, rised, it's very clear that this small town is jealous of her and her um, influencer fame. How do you not get like completely embarrassing the shit. Like I live in a relatively small town in Georgia, right? I'm sure my following is much more times the population. Like if we compared it, do you understand how many times nobody knows who the fuck I am? It's every day of my life. Not a single person in this town knows who I am. Like my friends that I made through mom groups, like eventually they'll find out what I do for a living, but nobody fucking knows who I am. I don't get stopped. I don't get you know, ask for pictures, none of that. Like, it's literally like, how can you assume because this many people follows you that automatically everyone 
is located in your town? I'm just confused. I don't think she really understands like how the statistics there work. <laughs> and how it's spread out throughout the, you know, yeah, world. Like, do you think that like you're the demo for like a bunch of like moms to be following? Well, she's literally for, like, like, and they're on social media. So if they're on social media, they know who the fuck I am. How big is social media? How many people have over a million followers on TikTok? I cannot even name it. I remember on Vine when the people who had a million followers were a list of 10 people. Like it used to be you meet someone that has like a big following, like for example, when people on Vine had followings, where that's like, oh my God, that's so cool. But now, I mean, given I'm in the LA area, so it's, I feel like even more common, but like you can meet pretty much any friend group I feel like you go up to. Someone has like some kind of a following. Like even people that didn't try to get followings might have a few thousand followers. She is acting like she is just a celebrity. So cringe. You go to restaurants, local businesses, share their food, their whereabouts. This kid found a cockroach at the high school. Because it's 2023 and lots of us share videos to social media. <clears throat> Whether it's their kids at the restaurant or a tattoo shop. They share videos at work. More restaurant pics. I think you get the point. Everyone can do this in this small town without being bothered oh. except for me. This double standard is in place. I'm sorry. And this is still about the same thing. Like, you would think that she's never spoken about the coffee shop before. I was with her barely, but I understood what she was saying in the first video. I am so far gone. Girl, who gives a flying fuck? Just move on. Like, who cares? They didn't want you to film. Well, that's her being like, the owner was triggered. They were raging. I'm like, they were? Oh my God, girl, get a life. Are you joking? Why are we still talking about this? They won't let her film in a coffee shop? What content were you even making in the fucking coffee? Like, she's like, I can't film my videos where I say, mmm, this is delicious anymore. My life is over. That's not making you a living, girl. I like, stop. But she does say, um, let's get into the dis discrimination. Oh, this is gonna piss me off. To. Did she hire Janet? Tell me now. I would absolutely lose it. There were people on their phones, tablets, and laptops while the owner sat down next to me my phone wasn't even out i, I kind of regret not filming this the owner sat next i to bet me you do and told me they no longer wish for me to record meanwhile you have people in the coffee shop on their laptops having zoom calls facetimes whatever it may be right across from me what they see i'm a vlogger on tiktok and they no longer wish for their place of business to be in the background or to be in any of my content they said we have people working in here it's low-key and quiet in here and you have become a distraction i'm not distracting anyone my volume is down my mouth is zip half of my videos i'm just like zip, 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 and sometimes i'm talking in a low calm quiet voice i'm overall relaxed in that coffee shop as for tables with four or five people yapping, 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 they're a distraction to me. But I'm not complaining. There I you can't are. say, oh, I don't want you having large groups of friends in here because they talk and their voice is carrying. It's a distraction to my work. Which I also included, this is my work. I'm a content creator. My work is monetized. And not to mention, other people have their phones out, their cameras out. So why is that rule being set on me and not this guy across from me with his tablet open, with his camera open? 
I would just like to pause and say, this is not a co-working space, ma'am. This doesn't make any sense because the answer seems so obvious, but yet she's missing it. You having an influence, having a following of over 400,000 people is the reason you should not be filming in private businesses, is the reason why Johnny with zero followers who has his iPad out and is taking pictures of his latte that nobody's gonna see is way different than you doing so and having someone in the background who may not wanna be exposed to that level of following. Like that could easily be problematic and that brings me back to even the thing I was saying earlier with the, the IHOP girl and there's the person in the background that looks like she wants to herself. That girl is the one that went viral. And I mean, given everyone was on her side, but like there's also been ones where it's like the person in the background gets totally made fun of and they never sign up to be on camera. So I absolutely understand that. I also don't understand why you need to be able to film in this coffee shop when the content is you going, mmm, coffee. And like, I'm sorry, you're not gonna convince, especially two influencers, that your video or picture, because I'm assuming this was like a story thing. I don't even think this was a TikTok thing necessarily. Like maybe the bathroom thing was, but I think like the picture or like video of her coffee. She's not making a living off drinking a coffee. I don't think she even made a dollar off of that content. So I don't know what she's talking about there, that it's like, I make content and I make money. Maybe other people who aren't influencers will believe that, but like, we know. Like, it's just like, girl, you didn't make shit off of that. So what are we even going on about? This TikTok was uploaded more than two weeks ago and it has 162 likes. So like, she's not making bank on everything she's posting, which again, I'm not here to be like, you're not a real influencer, but it's like, girl, cut the act. Like, what the fuck are you even going on about? It's discrimination, no matter which way you look at it. To tell one person they have a rule for one person and not the rest of the general public. Find me a fucking lawyer. Cause I'm actually sick of these small town people thinking that they're above the- Jesse, did you know that she's from a small town? No, she's not from a small town. She's just like doing charity by living currently in a small town. That's just like, she's a very nice person for doing so because- She's just lending her presence yeah, to them for exactly. The like she's so wrong, but so loud. It's interesting how that coincides. If I want to pursue legal action against the coffee shop, I have to pay a $500 fee. Oh. Like a retainer fee. I wouldn't do it. You think, did I say you would win? The mom, if you missed that, goes, oh, that sucks. <laughs> and then she goes, do they think you could win? <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's a big no, but guess what? He, that's, the, that's a question that w would be determined after I pay. Yeah, I wouldn't chance it. That's too much money. You could get a contingency lawyer or go to human rights. Do I have? And she finds out that you'd have to pay $500 to even find out if they think you had a case. Yeah, She's like, maybe I not. wouldn't risk it. That's, that's too much money. Then she follows up that she should contact like a human rights lawyer. Mom, I thought you were gonna like bring her back to reality. What the hell are you doing? And that is why I'm like, oh, that's where she has gotten this um, false confidence. I gotta go to human rights. Do I have, do I have a discrimination case? They discriminated well, against my job. Does it hurt my job? You probably, if you go to human rights where you don't have to pay, you could probably win because the way they do it is they say, well, if other people are in their videoing and you're in their videoing, that's discriminating you if they're saying you can't. Who are human rights? What's their, can you text me their contact information? They used to be in Jamestown, but they're only in Buffalo now. Yeah. Yeah, text it to me. Um, yeah, because they do, it does 
it does have a detriment to my job because they're telling me I can't film and filming is related to my job. That you don't need to be doing in a coffee shop, you crazy person. I know that the mom is like, yeah, I guess encouraging her, but she's also just trying to look for any avenue that doesn't involve her Venmoing her $500. And I think that's fucking hilarious. She's in her 30s. She's not like a high schooler. To me, it seems more like the mom just like she knows that like disagreeing with her is just gonna piss her off and she's gonna like be freaking out at her instead of on her TikTok. So she's just like kind of subduing her. My mom would be so pissed if I was filming these conversations. Like, just as a side note, like, it doesn't seem like her mom consented to it. My mom would not entertain this conversation. And, like, she's making faces as if, like, her mom can't just watch this back. Wait, so where does this end? Is she gonna sue or is she just asking for money and she never got it and now she moved on with her life? How did the coffee shop discriminate against me? The coffee shop discriminated me against my job. They were... First of all, that's not a thing. The coffee shop discriminated me against my job. That is what she just said. Actively discriminating me against my job, and I'll explain how. They said it's more than acceptable for people working to utilize their phones, cameras. That argument alone, I'm like, they can let their employees film to promote their business. They do not have to to let you film. Right. And again, she's not seeing it. It's not clicking that it's like, girl, you have a following. They could easily not want their customers to be on the social media of someone who has a following. Like it's that simple. Honestly, I don't even think that's it. I think she was probably just fucking obnoxious and they were like, please stop. No, now I totally agree with you. But yeah, it could be a million things. Like she's acting like it's totally blasphemous. And that that, again, her. it has now ruined her career and she like, where is she going to film now? How is she possibly going? to make content go outside like go to starbucks girl who cares why is it so important to you to film inside this specific coffee shop and why are you acting like it's your fucking office that you like i paid 150 dollars over the course of a few weeks so that entitles me to just film there she said a few months it's like girl get over it like i can't take photos videos whatever that business person needs to do they told me i can't take photos or videos while i'm in their coffee shop because they don't want my work associated with their business. That's discrimination. I'm in their coffee shop working on my job. The same sense a lawyer is in their coffee shop working on- But a lawyer's on their computer not bothering anyone. Or filming other people and posting it for hundreds of thousands I of people get, to see. Yeah, so basically she goes into like how, again, it's violating her First Amendment rights because free speech. And I'm like, that's not, filming yourself is not free speech. What do you, like, she just doesn't seem um, to fully grasp anything <laughs> yeah this is why people think influencers are the worst and honestly they're right in a lot of ways that's why we're embarrassed to say what we do she is just like i'm an influencer in this small town with all these small people this is so cringe and ugh, just everything about it i don't like girl you had me for a split second and you severely lost me that's why i started with that one because it was actually the last one i've seen out of all of these and i was like Oh, so you led with that? You really hooked people and then just led them down a fucking uh, runaway train. So basically, um, to answer your earlier question of like, does this end anywhere? Does it, does it go anywhere? Um, There was a video of her playing phone tag with a uh, lawyer that she was trying to contact, but I assume that was probably the one that she then was gonna have to pay $500. So to my knowledge, no, I don't believe the discrimination lawsuit has moved forward. Although she does seem to still be threatening it and still talking about it constantly. There's only one way I'll stop talking about the coffee shop who discriminated against me. And that is if I get a written letter of apology and a gift certificate welcoming me back into their coffee shop with permission 
to continue taking pictures and videos in their coffee shop like everyone else. And in that letter of apology, I would like the coffee shop to include that they're very sorry they allowed all the other customers to take pictures and make videos, except for me. They're very sorry that they thought they could cherry-pick their customers, setting rules that only apply to one customer. That is the only way I'll stop talking about it. That is the only way I'll get over it. I'll cancel both lawsuits for a written letter of apology and a gift certificate, welcoming me back into their coffee shop. That's the only way I'll get over it. Adrielle, we are sorry we publicly humiliated you, singled you out in the general public, and we are sorry that we didn't have a sign up that said no cameras, yet we decided to actively single out you and create one rule for you. We see now it's not fair to apply a rule to just one customer and not all customers. Here's a gift certificate for the coffee we know you like. Thank you for your business. That's the only way I'll move on. So that's where we wrap that up. I could be wrong, maybe there's more developments, but to be honest, I don't really care. I hope that that gave you as much secondhand embarrassment and shame as it did me, because we're a team here. Honestly, uh, wish I had never seen that, but thanks. Wish her the best in her influencer journey. Do you? I don't. Okay, so my brother texted me a few nights ago. I do think he was high. That's just like a forewarning. But he had an idea for a segment on the show that I figured maybe we could do like once a week. And it's called, what did he call it? I love the internet or something like that. And he said we can use it to like show a super funny little tidbit or something we saw that we're like, oh my God, I just love the internet. It could be something sweet, endearing, hilarious, just something that like everyone got together and made really funny. You know how like comments are and stuff. What's funny is that I feel like that would almost work better for um, I hate the internet stuff that I see that gives me secondhand cringe. No, we do. That's our show, though. So, that's, like, it's oh, like that's coming... a good point. That's a good point. I think I even have some things I could share. Well, no need, Lily, because I've got it. This feel-good moment is sponsored by Gail Lewis. <laughs> You're so confused. <laughs> the fact that happening? you don't know the name is already very amusing to me. You don't know the name Gail Lewis, really? Should I? Absolutely. What do you fucking live in a cave? It's Gail Lewis. Attention, Walmart. This is Gail Lewis. 10-year associate, Morris, Illinois, 844, signing out. Good night. So today wasn't... So that, that first little bit, um, it went viral, okay? Gail went viral because she is a fucking troop on the war front line who has fought about... Look at the comments. Literally look at the comments. We will miss you, Gail Lewis. Thank you for your service. I did my first tour with Gail Lewis back in 2019. She let me scan a TV of cilantro. <laughs> God bless you, Gail Lewis. Godspeed, Gail Lewis. I will say, working at a Walmart probably does feel like you're on the front line sometimes. <laughs> Honestly, I thought the same thing, but look at this one. Attention, Walmart. This is Gail Lewis. Ten-year associate, Morris, Illinois, 844. Signing out. Good night. So today was an end of an era for me. 
Then they made graphics like this. It's literally her like on a war poster for like a movie. And it says, thank you for your service and for shopping at Walmart. <laughs> Someone said, I was deployed with Gail Lewis for three Black Friday tours from 2018 to 2021. Can't say we all will miss you, Lewis. <laughs> and honestly, there's no shortage of like stitches where people will put like just war things. I do love a United Internet reaction. And she's even in on it, which makes it the best because she obviously seems like such a sweet lady who like spent 10 years of her life the at Walmart. The follow up where she's like almost crying. I was like, wait, this is actually really sweet. I feel bad. No, she ate that up. She has merch now. Shut up. 10% <laughs> off for the holidays. It's literally merch of her on Mount Rushmore. It's and she said, I will be making that coin. And honestly, I love that so much for her. She's not doing the best job marketing it. But there's people commenting, Gail, there's no link. It's like, Gail's new to this, okay? She just oh, started. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's not making money from her service anymore. She needs a new gig. Oh my God. But anyway, that was just my quick little tidbit. I love the internet. I love when we can come together and support our troops. Um, okay, well, in not such a like united meme kind of reaction way, um, this I think you're gonna enjoy. Have you heard about how Jennifer Lopez? You know how she has had a music career? I'm familiar. Well, apparently she's not necessarily the best singer. But you know what's so funny is that for years, I'm not even shitting you, I could not stop singing. Like when she was at the inauguration and she goes, let's get loud. Like literally just horribly, I could not stop singing it like her for years. I didn't know that this was like a huge, like common thing where people like made fun of the fact that she can't sing. You obviously don't know that if you're just listening to her music because like I've listened to Jennifer Lopez. Like I, uh, what was her first album? On the Six, I believe. I can't sing it, but the, if you had my love and I gave you all my trust would you do you know that song mm -hmm, mm -hmm. loved it so i had seen several videos in the last few weeks of people like exposing her and talking about it and i even think one of her songs someone said that it's like ashanti is singing it or something yeah and what i saw today it's not what you're gonna show me we just cleared that up but like megan trainer is singing most of ain't your mama because that used to be Megan Trainor's song and they're using the demo in like the majority of the song. Yeah, well, so apparently J-Lo has pretty much like pulled a fast one and has next to no singing talent whatsoever. She pulled a Vanilla Ice. Well, I mean, does he just rap like... No, uh, oh no, not Vanilla Ice. She pulled a Millie Vanilli. That's oh. what I meant to say. I'm not familiar with that conspiracy either, but this one I feel like has no, gained a lot conspiracy. of traction like just recently and I didn't know about it before like a few months ago, but I came across this and was like, Oh my God. Little chorus of the last album or of a song. The last album? Maybe I'll sing you a little bit of my Spanish stuff. Yes. This is fun. Um, let me think. Apresurate amor mio. Que me pesan las memorias. Que recuerdo y el silencio. No confundan nuestras cosas. Apresurate que el tiempo vuela, que amenaza con la cruel rutina y se quiere llevar los momentos más felices de la vida por los dos, por lo que siempre hemos sentido, por todo lo que vivimos. Apresurate, mi amor. <laughs> Not the erupting into clapping. All the comments are about Enrique Iglesias and those clips going around TikTok are sending me. Like, oh, I haven't seen those. Wow. Oh, literally type oh, in Enrique Iglesias. Oh, wait, of him Iglesias singing. He's like not singing yes. Hero at the concert. Any song when he's singing like, Dosta, baby, Dosta, baby. It's really bad. And I'm not one to talk because when I go live, I get very nervous and I go off all the time. But like, you've been doing this for a long time. And your dad's Julio Iglesias. 
I mean, come on. I saw someone complaining that they had always wanted to hear him sing Hero Live, and then he literally gets on stage and starts playing, and he's just holding the microphone out to the crowd the whole time. That's what they always do. Well, anyway, that's yeah, our so. brief I Love the Internet um, moment. Let us know if you like this segment that my brother came up with when he was high. And it's funny because <laughs> I feel like someone actually had just recommended, like, not a recurring segment necessarily, but do you remember when we did the video where we showed each other some of our favorite videos on the internet? Which actually I think included the Addison Rae one. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yours were much more obscure. It was like the wine stomping lady, the grape stomping. Oh, 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 I can't breathe. Yeah, I love that one. Wait, I love this so much because there's so many things that I see, like the Gail Lewis thing, but it's like, it's not something we can cover. It's not like a topic. It's not like a full topic, can, like, yeah. put in the No. So I like this. I think this could be fun to do once a week or something. Let I already know have like five more that I can see show. funny things. Oh my God. Well, anyway, that is where we will leave you guys today. Uh, hopefully you like this episode. If you made it to the end, as always, we appreciate you very, very, very much. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend and have a great rest of your week. And as always, we will see you on Friday. Episode 99. <laughs>